You remember the calendar that we saw? It was February, yes? Hmm. My God, they were here for months. The Apocalypse Players present Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. I think uh, this was not a mass execution, this was something else. A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Brett Kramer. With Dan and Makalir as Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov of the Red Army. How was your uh, stool? I hate to ask such a personal question. Joseph Chance, as Senior Sergeant Dr. Vissarian Bayo Ivanovich Yuskov Lyubimova of the Red Army. No, you mentioned it. Perhaps I should go to the latrine. I will catch up with you as soon as I am ready. Dominic Allen, as Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev of the Telegraph Service of the Soviet Union. You remember what I said last night about the parasites? You don't think he might have a parasitic infection, do you? And Dan Wheeler, as everybody else. In the final garage, they found a laboratory where the doctor laid his hands on a large chemistry textbook and various other documents, including a very interesting fragment from the Astronomical Institute at Volokolamsk. Trepenov, meanwhile, discovered a box containing hundreds of passports. As the first day at the station drew to a close, Lieutenant Fyodorov was keen to take the men and leave, even if that meant abandoning the TASS agents. However, one of his sergeants convinced him to stay, for the sake of the men, who, it seemed, required rest. It was while he was distracted that Lyubomovo was taken aside by the agents and, shall we say, encouraged to be more candid. The doctor's revolver was fired, but the situation was diffused, <laughs> thankfully. And afterwards, there was something of a sharing of secrets. Major Kopolev was at last convinced that the Red Army officers were not, in fact, Ogpu agents, and knew nothing of the station's past. In return, the Major revealed his own fears that the lights were keeping something at bay in the silo. The sun set and the troops turned in for the night. I'm going to pick up in the morning, but I just want to find out what happened overnight, really. Well, I felt a bit, I felt a bit queasy, didn't I, just before I went to bed? I seem to remember. Well, no, I don't think you felt ill before you went oh, to bed. Oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, tell me, did you go to bed with this chemistry text? Did you? Oh study yeah, I it? had a little. I had a little look at that in my luxurious Red Army um, sleeping blankets. So it's dense and it's very thoroughly annotated. So if you wanted to look at it really thoroughly, it's going to take you eight hours. Oh, my God. So I would assume that you don't want to spend all night looking at it. But shall I, I, can, I can say that you've half looked at it before you went to bed, before you went to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, that's, if you can give me that. 
Yeah, I'm happy to give you that. And then if you want to finish looking at it, you'll have to devote some time to it today. Yeah. There is the rhythm that he needs to maintain of sort of pin... He has to do the pincer movement of snapping the lice in two as he finds them in his blanket. Because, of course, we're low on, we're, we're low on anti-lice treatment, aren't we? We are, well remembered, yeah. And even in the cold, they are... It's just little bastards. Mm, yeah. Parasites. But that keeps me awake as well, so I keep the rhythm for a while, for a couple of hours, dreaming of shooting Trepin off between the eyes. So, basically, um, what, what, you've, what, you've inter- what you've inferred so far from this text is that it looks like it's been feverishly annotated and corrected as if the owner of this textbook has discovered that a lot of previously accepted bits of knowledge about chemistry and biochemistry Mm. are not correct. Interesting. So he's made all sorts of alterations but you haven't been able to go all the way through and and, and, and gather exactly what that means. W- would you like me to roll a chemistry check to see whether, how, how I'm doing? <laughs> Since I actually do have, the, I do actually have the skill. I mean, I've got some points. Uh, yes, why not? Give me, a, give me a chemistry roll then to see whether you're... Might as well give it a go, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You never know. Get into more trouble. <laughs> well, yeah. Ooh. I could pass that if I spend seven luck. How, uh, how much luck have you got? I feel like this... You can't take it with you. You can't, you really can't, and I feel like I'm about to be sick as well, so... I'm going to do it. I'm going to spend seven luck. I'm going to pass that. The, the feverish snapping of the lice heads gives me... Yeah. Okay, that's great. You are understanding it so far, but you do need to have another look at it before I'm going to tell you anything else. Okay, okay, gotcha. But I'm intrigued. And meanwhile, uh, Major Kopolev, you were looking at the... You had the agriculture report? Yeah. So I've sent you... Basically, what I've sent you is a summary of the report. That That's the, the highlight, if you will, yeah. that you have got out of it after reading it for an hour. And I am just going to assume that you you passed an intelligence roll um, because it's it's... It's not particularly complex. So we'll pick it up in the morning. Major Kopolev and Lieutenant Fyodorov wake up feeling well-rested. Maybe some of your concerns from the previous day have sort of passed, having spent a very quiet, uneventful night. I think, Kopolev, maybe you were calmed by the fact that, you know, if you did stir, you could see the glow of these lights through the canvas of your tent. And you you felt like that was the thing that needed to be done to keep you safe. There were troops on watch all night on rotation. None of them reported anything, seeing anything or hearing anything. However, Dr. Lubomova, you've woken up feeling really sluggish, like lethargic. You don't feel unwell. You just feel... Maybe you're just going to be a little bit slower today. You don't really want to... You're not too keen to do too much or go too far today. You're just feeling low-level, sluggish, drained, you know? It begins. And then as you as you start to all gather around the, the sort of makeshift mess area, 
you realise that there's a few soldiers who are suffering from a similar sort of complaint, most notably uh, Private Javenko, who you might remember was the one who had the fright with the, the rabbit two days ago. He, ha he hasn't even left his tent. He's in a really bad way. They're a little bit worried about him. They don't think it's dysentery. He's sort of huddled up and just almost like he's like agoraphobic. He just doesn't want to leave his tent. And they're inclined to leave him there for the time being because there hasn't been, you know, any orders given yet. Uh, and a few of the other soldiers are feeling a bit, a bit sluggish in the same way as you are, Lubomova. A couple of the, couple of the soldiers from uh, Kovaleski's division who you haven't met yet, um, Private Ridmin and Private Lamarkin. You're probably not going to meet them now because they're they're both just really under the weather, and maybe maybe they've got maybe they've got a touch of dysentery. Maybe that's all it is because they're feeling a bit sick as well. But there's just a bit of uneasiness in both troop squads. Everyone else seems fine, and you haven't got any physical symptoms, really, Doctor Lubomova. Just this tiredness. What do you guys want to do? Well, once I'm awake, I want to take trip and I've. And I want to find Fyodorov and Libomova because I think we need to have a, 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 a... We have a chin wag. I'd like to have a chin wag with them about plan of action because, well, when I, uh, if I get to their tent as they're sort of getting ready, I'll sort of say, um, you know, I, I have um, <clears throat> this agricultural report I have read and um, it tells an interesting story, perhaps one that is on the surface what we already know, but I think I would like to, um, with your blessing, make a, set up a small detail of ourselves and perhaps a few of the men to go and uh, off-site to some of the local uh, collectives and speak to the people there. Uh, basically, um, the reports suggest that um, uh, this report was marked secret by the OGPU. Uh, and it is from the Agricultural Commissariat. Um, it's an output of the tractor station's... Um, uh, an overview of the output of the tractor station since it began. Uh, production was very bad. And uh, there was a resistance to collectivization. So there were a number of arrests and executions and um, uh, indefinite imprisonments. And the party decided to combat this by settling volunteers in Yurenkovo Uren in 1929 to ensure loyalty. Well... That in itself is curious to me because um, I think that if we are looking for Ogpu agents and they are not here, then the likelihood is that they will be in Yurinkovo. If that was where the loyalists were. Uh, I would certainly like to go there and see if that is still the case. But suffice it to say, output levels then skyrocketed. The tractor station was given the order of Lenin and... Uh, and awarded this specialist dairy status. But the following year, output had reduced yet again. 
something strange was going on. I'm now starting to think that perhaps there was um, some kind of attempt with the chemistry and the biological experiments going on to improve grain production, some kind of uh, genetic modification that went out of control. The goodness. But, Lieutenant, you, Lieutenant, you have absolute faith in your men. There is no Ogpu agents or suspected Ogpu agents working within your uh, unit. We can trust to leave them here alone. Yes, I believe so. I can trust at least my sergeants. Um, doctor, would you be coming with us? I, I, I think you are right. Well, I've heard from um, uh, Jorge that there are a number of men who are not well today. I, also, I'm I, although I did manage to go through this book and I hand I I have the chemistry text in my hand. Uh, it will require greater reading. I wonder if perhaps I should stay here, tend to the men. Also, Kovalevsky is not always the most reliable of individuals. Da, da. I was going to say perhaps I take Kovalevsky and his troops and leave Blockenstaff with you. He's more agreeable, I would say. If you think it's best to keep an eye on the... I think, you know, if, there's, if there is a man who I don't know his past and I never quite know what cards he wants to play, it's Kovalevsky. Uh, but other, I'm not saying, uh, Comrade Major Kovalev, that I, I have any reason for suspicion. But No, no. That is my instinct, is that he's the one. You always know where you are with Blochinstev. Oh, Blochinstev is... Uh, well, they are all loyal men. But I was just, uh, if you ought to stay here, whom would you... Uh... I feel, I feel a, a strange... Hmm, I don't know what to describe. I, perhaps it is the exertion of yesterday. We did not have lunch after all. No, no. Which reminds me, we should have breakfast now. Da. da. Um, you, private, make sure that we get some breakfast here. Da. Uh, yes, but I, I feel an odd sense of listlessness. Uh, listless, yes. Are you sick? I feel oddly listless. Where have I... Why is that word... I know that word. Why have I come across that word recently? I will tell you if I remember. But he lights his pipe. I feel that perhaps my place is here in the camp. If you gentlemen are uh, away. What do you... Uh, Lieutenant Major... Is this a bad idea? No, no. I, well, there's no one I would trust more, of course. Um, and if there is this... There's still some dysentery in the camp, it seems. Um, and if you are feeling some symptoms yourself, of course, it's best not to exert, exert yourself. Uh, I agree with you, Major, that we should scout out this uh, outlying Kolkov. I do not think we need a large detail of men. We, no. We, um... How long would it take to drive there? To Yurenko, I think, is the one that we... Because although I haven't, I haven't, I don't have the map, but I did see a map back before we left, and I'm thinking, I know it's it's northeast, isn't it? Oh, here we go. I've I've got a map. Yurenko is uh, northeast of here, yeah, and it's uh, it looks like it's up a hill, down the valley, and up a hill. So that'll take you thirty minutes if you drive. Well, that seems reasonable. Yeah. No, I think we drive. Is, are there roads, or is it uh, off road? It's. It's off-road, but... They're, they're sturdy vehicles, aren't they? Yeah, and if you take um, 
if you take Trepanov with you, he's quite a good driver, remember? Yeah. Yes, I think Trepanov certainly should come with us. We may need a mechanic in case we need to fix the car if it breaks down. I don't know where I'm from, probably somewhere near somewhere near the Avignon region, I think. Mm, we're all Euro trash. <laughs> Euro trash. Well, perhaps, uh, well, Doctor, I leave you, obviously, in command. You won't be away long. No, no, no. And it gives me better time to read this and understand. What I can say is that they are definitely trying to... Um, the person who makes the man or woman who has made the annotations is correcting the work of the uh, book, uh, uh, original book, which perhaps fits with your idea, Major, uh, that someone came here and said, no, no, this was all rubbish, the way that we can use this, but it is beyond me at the moment, but I will get there. I know there is something in it. I am fascinated. Good. Well, make sure you rest as well, indeed. Oh, yes, no. So, Trepanov just looks at you, Doctor, with a one of his trademark mirthless smiles and says, Are you sure you don't want to come with us, Doctor? We're planning such a lovely expedition. Maybe some fresh air would be good for you. I think we will have a nice time together. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think the Doctor should stay here. <laughs> Very well, so be it. And he says, um, I hope you will be very safe here, Doctor. Well, as do we all. <laughs> Look after yourself, yes? Wait, wait, are you saying, wait. All right, fine, I come with you, but perhaps I stay and read for as long as I possibly can. Unless you need me. Oh, you do what you want to do. I just didn't want you to miss out on a nice day trip. Yeah, yeah his, his eyes narrow. Perhaps for the first time. <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks back to that moment when he got the gun out and he fired it in the ground. D10 damage per round. Obviously, he would have missed. <laughs> so, yeah, it's irrelevant, isn't it? But, Likely yeah. it is. We find nothing. We're back in two hours maximum. You've read your book. You've had some lunch. We're hardly going on a picnic now. Come on. Yes, I do feel this fatigue, this listlessness. I can't say. Maybe it's... I need some breakfast. I can't make this decision without the breakfast. Private, where is the breakfast? Come. Duh, duh. And um, at Private trots up with... Uh, Private Trotsky. Private Trotsky trots up. It's an unfortunate name. He'd have changed his name by now. With uh, some sort of powdered eggs and powdered coffee with some powdered milk. It's like Huel. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Just add water. But we've got none, so it's just powder. Yeah. Got some powdered water to add. Uh, everything tastes a bit gross because they're using the water that had been treated with iodine. Although at least we found that, thank fuck. Yeah. I was going to ask, how many men are there in each squadron again? So include, including the sergeants. So there's uh, ten in one and nine in the other. But you're down a few. So Kovalevsky's squadron, he's got two people who are not really going to be much use today. So actually there's only seven really in in his in his squad and then there's nine in blocking steps well there would be ten but Jibenko ain't going nowhere okay so I, i'm just gonna uh, as we're eating breakfast just sort of say to the doctor i mean i'm not trying to hide it particularly from the major but I'm, um just say uh now uh Bayo. no shall uh who would you prefer to have as your second in command blocking steph or kovaleski it's just for the afternoon but i want to make sure since you're not feeling well. 
I mean, blotting stuff would be easier for me, but then my concern is... Well, you're not feeling. You're feeling under the weather. You need to rest. You don't need any stress. I'll take Kovaleski with me and three three of his men. Four of his men. Well, yes, but Lieutenant, I must add this. I am aware. You know, I've been around the block, and uh, and he doesn't hide this from the Major either. If, if anything, he slightly raises his voice. Uh, I've been around the block a little, and I can't help but notice that yesterday we were not happy. Today the new day starts. The morning makes us feel more confident. There's a lot here that we do not understand. The sooner you come back, the better, but also perhaps we need to be very, very aware that there may, may need to be a point that we, we must retreat to. I don't know if you and the Major have an idea of what that might be, but... Mm. A retreat point. Well, I keep feeling like this place is an abandoned place, and if uh, Yorenko is also abandoned, my concern is someone might come back for for something that they want to clear up. I don't if know. If there is this uh, experimentation, as we suspect, then yes, of course, there's always a chance that uh, there may be rogue agents or uh, madmen, anything, who might come back to find these pamphlets these uh these remains so uh, yes i think i agree we hit uh Yurenko quickly see what we can find there come back here if nothing we try somewhere else very good lieutenant. but we keep keep the men on lookout keep a good rotation here here have some sausage have some sausage with your right this is i got <laughs> this good stuff this is good stuff have some sausage with your major. You want some? Mm, yet. Oh, there. You it's from my own personal supply. Oh. Come some, with some vodka, my friends. With some vodka, comrades. Here, have a. This is the good stuff. Oh, uh, it's good. He's not. Uh, he's not joking. Spicy. It blow your blow your the roof of your mouth off. He he pours the major, and the lieutenant, of vodka. And for a moment, he pauses and looks at Trepanov, and then, and then he pours him one as well. Да. Thank you very much. Nastrovia. Nastrovia. Do you want to say hello to each other? <laughs> That's the only thing we know how to say. What is cheers? Nastrovia. Nastrovia. As opposed to Zdrasvojtia. Which is hello. Nastrovia, Zdrasvojtia. Minya zavut beo. Minya ravitsa yabloka. You've exhausted the extent of my Russian now, that's it. Anyway, so I would suggest just for. Uh, Simplicity's sake, that if you're taking Kovalevsky, you take Kovalevsky's whole division because there's only seven. There's only seven, including him. Oh, okay. So I would say take them all, and then you. And then we just know Kovalevsky's division was, is with you, and Blockingstaff's division is staying uh, uh, at the camp with the doctor. No. If that's okay with you. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, one last thing before you go. As I literally, I'm sort of going over to them at the vehicles. I suspect because you know, it's that kind of show. But I say again, it's not hidden because it's a last-minute thought. I I go up to the major and lieutenant, with with the left with the major's shadow nearby, and I say, um, comrades, I meant to ask what of the um, what of the corpses on the uh, on the south uh, south southwesterly side of that compound. You you know those burning patches? We never checked them. Yeah, no. Shall I, shall I send Blochenstev's men to have a look? I will leave it 
to your judgment. There's part of me that thinks the superstitions of the men, maybe they'd be more comfortable with them buried, but the exertion and the psychological toll of dealing with corpses, I, th I think it must be their choice to a certain extent. But, uh, yes. I mean, there were three big piles of bodies, right? We, ne we never even looked at them, did we? We sort of saw that they were bodies and we saw go close enough to uh, see anything else. They were so you saw pious, yeah. But you weren't you weren't sure whether you you thought the most logical explanation was that they were burnt cattle. Oh, I see. In my head, I've just been thinking, oh god, they're probably humans. But I forgot that we hadn't actually discovered that. Well, they could be, but you you know the only human remains you actually haven't found. You know you could count on the fingers of both hands how many definite human uh, corpses. Yes, of course, and also the fact that it's a dairy and the livestock are obviously... Missing. Having said that, you saw, you found a box with several hundred passports in it. Right. But those people might still be around somewhere. <laughs> they might. But they might not be. <laughs> anyway, as you say, that's maybe Dr. Lubomova's prerogative if you're leaving him here well but wait gentlemen i mean it would be a matter of 10 minutes to go over there and check <laughs> where is where is the fire you're right do you think i mean major what do you what do you say i agree we, we may as well have a look okay so you're all going to go over to the pile the, the, the one bit of the uh the station that you haven't really had a good look at yeah. as we're walking over i say also on the report i was reading last night it mentions that when the dairy was incorporated after its successful harvest, they brought in a number of, of volunteers, which I think is a euphemism. Mm. I think perhaps our box of passports are the last remains of um, the unfortunate souls that were forced here. It's possible, yes. Surely, Major, they were transferred here because they were they were not committed to the party courts. Perhaps fortunate souls. Yes, but I do not think they would be... I think they would be fortunate had they been fully reformed. But I think, judging by the fact that their passports are in a box, that uh, no. they were not successful in their reformation and that they perished before they could have an opportunity to embrace the motherland. That is a pity. Well, I think it's best that we cover our mouths and noses uh, when we approach, just in case of pestilence. I don't believe that works. Oh, actually, sorry, no, I do believe that works because I have an intelligence of 70. Yeah. <laughs> whereas whereas Bayer just shrugs and goes, yeah, maybe it doesn't. Sick burn on the listeners who sat on the tube without a mask on. Were <laughs> you lot in the future, idiots? Yeah, anyone listening to this, wear a fucking mask. <laughs> you pricks. <laughs> this won't go out for six months. <laughs> we'll be the idiots because it will be revealed that it was just flu. Yeah, <laughs> classic. But right now, in February 2021, wear a fucking mask. And now the listeners are, are sat there laughing and be like, <laughs> he thought it would end in six months. <laughs> it's 2036. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, the idea that people might still be listening to my voice in 2036 is a really it gives me a lovely warm feeling. Yeah, from their re-education camps. They're all huddled around a burning brazier, eating their, like, 
dead relative. Rats on a stick. And listening to podcasts. Rolling dice made of, <laughs> made of their parents' bones. Yeah, <laughs> listening to this on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the only tape left for some reason. That's the next scenario, guys. Let's finish this one first. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. So let me just confirm. You you have decided you're all... You, three, and me, Triopanov, are, are all going to move over to the three pyres. Mm. Mm. Should we take a couple of men with us as well? I was not going to simply because there's still part of me that's suspicious right. about what we might find. A little bit. Getting, getting a bit too jumpy. Morale, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Brace yourselves, gentlemen. Okay, so blocking stuff, he says... Um, uh, don't worry, take uh, all the time you need. I will make sure the truck is loaded with supplies and make sure the men are prepared. I'll bring us some purified water and some some supplies. I don't know how long we will be gone for, but... Only a few hours, probably. Good man, thank, thank you, you, Sergeant. Sir. sir. So, you trust that basically when you're ready to leave, blocking staff will have the trucks ready. So you make your, you make your way over to the barn... As you get near it, Major Kopolev, you have this horrible sort of flashback of going in the barn and having the dust of the mice drain through your fingers. Ooh. You try not to look at it as you walk past. Dr. Lubomova, you're, you're, you're feeling a bit better, actually, just from sort of walking around. You're, you're feeling okay. You see these three big piles of... Three big mounds, and as you get close, you can see they are definitely like mounds of um, blackened cattle bones. Most of the bones are really huge. You see a few very obvious castle skulls, even, uh, you know, with the sort of snow piled up around them and the passage of time, these mounds are, well, they're probably at at least as tall as a man, a tall man. Um, and wide. Can one of you give me a give me a spot hidden roll? Any one of the three of us? Yeah, just one of you is fine. I got a, a good success, but not not a hard success. I think as much as you were trying to drag your eyes away from the barn, you kept sort of looking back there, and you, when you've come round the other side of it here, where these mounds are, you see that. There's a there's like a list on the side of the barn of names. There's like a long list of names. You'd guess at least a hundred. Daisy. You know, you don't really know too much about it. And then at the very top Marigold. At the very top of the list. At the very top of the list is a motto that says, Long live the Communist Party and the workers and farmers state. And that's just a sort of emblazoned on the the wall of the barn. Um and so you're now you're now quite close to these mounds. Um, I don't know whether you want to have a closer look at them. When in Rome. Remind me, gentlemen, uh, the interior of the barn. That wasn't a burning situation, was it? That was it was abandoned. There was just a few crates in there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, dusty mice. and we missed the dusty mice. Yeah. You actually put a couple of men to work searching through the barn. Oh, and they did for for an hour and they found nothing yeah yeah um i'm still i'm gonna circle these things at least we need to look 
I mean, I'm, I saunter. I don't go over there. I'm, I light my pipe again. I saunter over to the, with my scarf around my face. But a bit even more cautious now. So as you start poking through these, these bones, you... Doctor, give me a medicine roll. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little nervous, and I'm tired, I'm not focused. Okay. Uh, but actually, do you know what? I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it. How are you going to push it? Uh, so I, I realize that I'm nervous, and I realize that I'm doing that thing. I even take a step away, and I, I lean, I, I look at my pipe, and I look at the other two men as they're engaging with the, with the question. And then I look at Triepinov. And I, I just... He gives you that smile. Yeah, and I, I find my hand going instinctively towards my revolver and I stop my hand. And I take my pipe out of my mouth. And I slap my face a bit. Put on your stethoscope. Yeah, and I, and I say, listless, listless. Why is that word? It's bothering me. All right, what is this? What is this? This is the carcasses of bodies... I'm very used to this. Uh, and I spit in my hands. And I rub my hands together. And I take a hold of my rifle. <laughs> and I start moving some bones around. And I get in close. And I go, oh my Christ, I pass by. No, I don't. Oh my God. Be careful, Doctor. I failed by two. That seems totally cruel to me. I can't spend luck, can I? Gotta push. No, but it's all right. We can deal with this. Could you give me a sanity roll, please? Sanity roll. Aced it. Well, when you say aced it, what did you get? I got 11 against... Apparently I haven't lost any sanity. Is that true? Well, that's what you think. I mean, I, <laughs> I have now, clearly. But uh, 62. 11 against 62. That's fine. So you lose one point of sanity. Okay. And that's because... You stump, you sort of stride bravely towards these mounds of bones. Yeah, classic mistake. And suddenly, as you look at them, you don't see you don't see bones. You see faces. You see human faces. Many, many human faces in in amongst the the cattle bones, looking up at you, asking to to be saved, to be fixed, to be healed, but you can't. You don't have you don't have that skill as a doctor. You know you you're not capable. That same thing that has failed you time after time on the battlefield. You can't save any of these people. They're gone. And you don't even know whether you can bring them justice. You have this horrible experience and then the sort of the the mist falls away from your eyes and you see human skulls and you realize as you look closely at these bones that although from a distance you saw big bones and cattle skulls close up the vast majority of these bones are in fact human bones you would estimate over a hundred over a hundred humans you could count them if you put men to work here but this would be days work mm, yeah sorting bone from ash or a first aid roll and, and you don't know necessarily what purpose it would serve 
I think I, I think I stagger away. I think I'm sort of coughing and, and I'm coughing so hard that I have to take my scarf down once I'm a few, few yards away and I'm coughing and coughing and trying to clear my throat of the, of the smell of the ash. Um, and, and I think I, I look back and I, I remembered seeing uh, Kopolev. He's, he struck quite a handsome figure as, as he was looking at the barn. And I remember thinking, what's he looking at? But I was just kind of trudging along at that point, slightly in my fatigued state. And, and then I look back at the barn and I see that list of names for the first time. And I'm just stock still in the snow with my pipe dangling out of my hand. And I, and I look at it and I'm, I'm in a total reverie of horror. Yeah. Yeah. Have us others noticed this as well? Noticed the the amount of human bones. Yeah. I think from Bayo's reaction, I think that leads you to certainly I mean I don't know whether Kopolev is still looking at the wall, but if you were looking at Bayo, I think you would realise that he'd seen something that had given him a shock. And I think you all you know, dreaded but expected that you might discover this. Yeah. Maybe you're not aware like he is of the scale, um, you know, uh, but but maybe you are, you know, you've, you've seen, you've been on the battlefield, you know what a lot of corpses looks like. Actually, you can probably picture in terms of, you know, how high this thing is and how wide and how much it's been burnt and collapsed. And there's three of them. Mm. You know, this isn't like a dozen people you know it's d- dozens at least well, uh i think i'm gonna go after bayo 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 they burnt them they burnt them all no it seems it is a, what was always possible what i feared uh our main concern now is the morale of the men i'm not i'm in two minds as to what to do I don't think there is any worth in sifting through all these bodies. I, I cast an uneasy glance towards the Major. What's the Major doing? I've probably come over and I'm sort of... I've, I've been reading this list of names and I come, I've seen your reaction. I come over and say, um, so it was as we feared, it seems. No. I can only assume this list of names is connected... The burning of the corpses, I understand, but the manner in which, how they died, well, I don't understand it. I say I understand it, I don't understand it, unless they're contaminated. Major Kopolev, you, you've been looking at this list of names. Can you give me an intelligence roll? Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Well, I'm going to push the roll. Uh, I got an 86. Fucking ridiculous. How are you doing that? How am I going to push it? Um... I'm going to start running my fingers along it, to tr- and I'm going to read every name. Great, great. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, we're both failing our push rolls. This is a nightmare. My, my intelligence is 70. That was a good bet. If this was a casino, you'd be amazed that I lost that. <laughs> I've rolled a 90. Ooh. Well, 
I'd like you to give me a sanity roll now, please. Fucking hell. What's my sanity? Um, okay, a narrow success. Fine. I'm not going to make you lose any sanity, but... No, yes, I am, actually. I'm going to make you lose... <laughs> because, you know, you failed a push roll. You're going to lose one point of sanity, please. Yeah. So, as you start tracing these names... You're used to reading troop rosters. You're used to reading, you know, private such and such, sergeant such and such, lieutenant such and such, and patronomics, you know, male endings. Davidovich and yeah, Alexander. And, and, and these, you read them and name after name is Ovna. And, and they're civilian names and they're, and a lot of them are female. And you are just, every name you read, you, you see a, a human life and, and not, a, not a military person, a civilian. And, and you, you can picture these children and women and sons and fathers and brothers. But as you picture these lives that have been destroyed, you realise that... The names are written in different different hands. So this isn't someone who's come along and written out a whole long list of people who've died. Mm. It's it's been periodic. So it's been there's a batch, maybe there's another few, and then another list. Mm. It's been as it's happened. That's the thing that really gets you because in in one way it's it's less horrific because it's not like a, this is like a like a massacre or a, a huge thing that's happened at once but that's the thing that makes it feel very personal you know when you see a memorial and you can tell that like all the names of like the age of the engravings is different you're like someone has to keep coming back and adding to this list mm. and that human quality is what really took it out of you mm. I mean I was gonna say my first instinct was to look through the list to see if I recognised any names I think I probably will if we're all stood here and they're in various states of disrepair. I don't think there's anything more to um, to in, infer from here except um, you going through the names. You are also aware that they're all civilian names. No one's got a military rank. I'm stood there reading this list and as you, as you stand just behind me to read over my shoulder, you detect that... Uh, a slight, a slight sniff, <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I just, uh, I cover my face. I turn away and cover my face. Well, the, t- the tough major. And I say, um, I think, I think they were written at different points. I think uh, this was not a mass execution. This was something else. You remember the calendar that we saw? It was February, yes. Hmm. My God, they were here for months. Da. These last three months. And then he trails off. Commissar of the Party Law, do I need to spend four hours with this book? Or do I need to spend two hours? (laughs) (laughs) One hour. Half an hour in a a truck. (laughs) There and back an hour. Presume we get back. I, I I don't think you necessarily need to spend four full hours with it. But I need some serious study time. Yeah. I get you. I get you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to promise you that you're going to find anything groundbreaking in it. 
it's a chemistry textbook. There, there are no promises in... But you do need to study it. If you want to, you don't have to. But if you want to, you, you do have to. <laughs> I'm going to um, pull out my... Uh, got a little flask of whiskey, and I'm just going to offer a sip to Bayo and to the Major. I assume you mean vodka. No, I've got it in my equipment, a small <gasps> flask of whiskey. Contraband. Nice. Nice. It's, you know, maybe a bit, a tiny bit of a power play in a moment of emotional vulnerability, but uh, it's also just a, you know... I will happily drink some of your whiskey. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't register. I mean, he takes it wordlessly, sips it, and then goes, and looks at you going, oh, oh, the good stuff. <laughs> I didn't give you the good stuff at breakfast, but okay, yeah. yeah and I pass it back. I offer it to the major without saying what it is. I just sort of gesture with the flask I don't think I'll put it to trip enough just because he doesn't seem phased he's got all their passports I don't think and he's not he's completely unfazed by this he's getting off on it so before there's much of a chance for anything else I think I'm going to say I think we stick to the plan I think Major this doesn't change the fact that uh, I think you were right um, Bale you stay here um you want some time to study your book that might be of some help, who's to say? But um, all I would say is to preserve morale. We cannot hide this from the men, but perhaps mm, casually dissuade them from yes. looking around this area, <laughs> uh, if you can. But uh, Comrade Doctor. Comrade Sergeant Doctor. Uh, comrade Major. Looking at this unfortunate spectacle... Do you, and and given that the names were written at different points, what is your assessment medically? Do you think these were um, burned for their carrying infection or to hide the fact that they were dead? I presume burning them with the cows is either because the cows were also infected or because they want people to not see it. Perhaps, but also, if you are afraid of infection, the sad truth is the, the heat required to burn the human body is intense. Uh, burning the fat of cow would be very effective. Also killing two birds. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Strong stuff. Yeah. And clearly he's covering the fact that he was about to be sick. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is there may be a number of reasons why they would have done it in this manner. My concern is whether it was a contagion, whether it was how it was being spread, if it was being spread. But you detect nothing else except human and animal bones. Cow bones. Since you had a really good look at it, I, I will let you know that you, whether you whether you share this or not is up to you, but you saw that like the skulls that you found earlier, there was like a, an accelerant, you think maybe kerosene and some logs. They, they had to make sure that the bodies were burned. They used the accelerants, just like in the garages. So I would suggest that if they've been adding to these names, these these fires were perhaps set, lit at the same time and that they have no bearing on the names on the wall. Can I try a psychology roll? 
Yeah, of course. To see what to see whether he's telling you what he really believes. Yeah, whether he's telling me something that he wants to believe. Okay. Well, was that or was that a psychoanalysis? Because I don't. No, no, psychology's fine for that. Yeah, I have passed. It's not mega. It's just a solid pass. That's fine by me, um, Major Kopolev. So, do you want to tell him? Um, are, are you telling him what you believe to be true, or what you hope to be true, or what you want him to think you believe is true? Uh, I am telling you what I uh, what I am. Gen- I'm genuinely trying to work it out. There's no um, agenda. There's nothing behind it. Yeah. No, no, comrade. Uh... I think there could very easily be a connection between the names on that wall and the bodies here. So you think that perhaps they added to the fires each time? Which would explain the excellent. Or that there were only ever three bonfires? Well, if you exhaust one, it becomes hard to manage. You build another. Yeah. I I can only imagine that over, over several weeks of time, perhaps... Uh, more and more people are becoming sick with this thing. It, it would meet this, the reason why they are carrying out these experiments with the goats. Comrades, I think, I think we should have a detail of men to exhume these bones so that we can try and identify the causes of death, just so that we can be sure. Well, I see. Uh, of course, I see the advantage potentially in that. My worry is if we uh, leave on a scouting expedition outside and leave the remaining men to sift through the bones of dead women and children. Mm, mm. I, uh, well, it, it doesn't seem like good work. I understand. I think perhaps we wait until we return. Nah. And maybe I lead a detail myself of the hardier man. And Trepanov can help you as well. Mm, yes. He will not be phased. He's a strapping lad. I, mean, I, didn't see any, I didn't see any gunshots to the skulls or anything like that, did I? I'd need to look again. Yeah, you'd probably need to look again. But the skulls we found already, right? The couple of skulls we found in the burnout infirmary. There were, yeah, there were a number. They had potential signs of having been bashed or... There'd been some conflict at one time. A chance of, yeah, conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps let's walk and talk. We walk and talk back to the truck, no. Lieutenant. Mm. Because it's interesting you mentioned the, the fractured skull. My concern is there's a very specific point in the notes oh goodness me I feel so tired I must sit down soon and you do <laughs> that's the thing um, Dr. Lubomova you <laughs> it's it's not so much the exertion of um, <sighs> it's not so much the exertion of what you're doing it's it's you, you had that little thought that you might leave with them and actually the thought of the thought of leaving has suddenly made you feel very tired <sighs> you know that uh it's almost like a depressive symptom. Mm, yeah. The thought of doing something you don't want to do suddenly makes you so tired you just want to go back to bed. Yeah. That's that's what the idea of leaving this place has made you feel like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like I can't resist. I think you maybe you should come with us. What? No, I must sit down, Major. I'm exhausted. I think perhaps it is the um, psychological impact of seeing all those dead. Exactly. This is why I think a bit of fresh air will do you good. You can sleep in the back of the truck. Perhaps it's 
I'm not sure my bowel is right. Well, have you had a wet stool? No, that's true, but... <laughs> now you mentioned it, perhaps I should go to the latrine. I will catch up with you as soon as I am ready. And I, I, I start to make my... So as you make your way off to the latrine, you start to realise Kopolev and Triapanov seemed really keen on getting you to leave. They've both tried in their own way. Yeah, they have, haven't they? They are really... They're really pushing for you to go with them. Yeah. What's that about? Um, I'll shout after you. Bill, we will out by the truck. Decide whether or not you are coming with us. Oh, this is going to be the shit of my life, isn't it? Uh, quite literally. So as he moves away, um, Triapanov says, he looks in a really bad way. I, I'm beginning to like the old guy and I feel a little bit worried about him. I um, I grip uh, Trepanov by the arm and lean into him and say, um, you remember what I said last night about the parasites? <laughs> I don't think you might have a parasitic infection, do you? <laughs> well, I'm not a medical man and uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure that he is a medical man, so... Uh, I don't know, maybe we get Dugov to have a look at him and make a judgment. Well, how good is Dugov at medicine? Let's see his diploma. <laughs> what was his percentage score on his on his exam? He's right here. Let us ask him. Dugov, you, where have you been this whole time? What percentage did you get in your medicine degree? Oh, hello. I got in my m- medical, my final exam, I got... I've got a very clear image of Dugov. <laughs> I, I got a, uh, uh, I think, I think you would call it a Desmond, a Desmond Tutu. I got a 47%. <laughs> this is respectable. Go in the company, Comrade Sergeant Dr. Dr. Libomova. Uh, he is going to the latrine. Wait outside. When he is done, tell him you have been sent to help the doctor uh, inspect his sample <laughs> so that we can identify whether he is sick if it is dysentery or if he has a parasitic infection yeah, of course well I will walk you over I'll walk you over I'll see you back at the car if he has dysentery he should not come with us if he has a parasitic infection maybe he should come with us I'm going with Dukov mainly to flush his head down the toilet for being such a nerd <laughs> <laughs> my pon's name <laughs> oh, he's the new boy, Paul Dugov. I know, bless him. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect Bayo to the point where I just send some little kid off to poke through his shit. Say, I'm here to look through your shit. Fine. Okay, so we're stood outside the latrine when when Bayo emerges. Bayo, um, apparently, uh, what's your name, soldier? D- Dugov. Dukov here has some uh, medical experience. Uh, I thought uh, perhaps a second set of eyes on the same problem might help. How was your uh, stool? I hate to ask such a personal question. No, comrades. Uh, fair, uh, fair question to ask, he says. <laughs> and he's putting, his chemi- he's putting the chemistry textbook back into his jacket. He's been sat there <laughs> flicking the pages oh, through. We're not out of toilet paper already, uh, surely. No, no, I would not use the valuable information of the... 
of the Soviet Republic. No, we have plenty of Bibles out the back. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Besides, I, I used a few pages from Genesis. Would you mind, uh, Sergeant, if I in- inspect your your <laughs> offerings? <laughs> my, f- my feces. You're talking about fine, of course. Uh, maybe I could just have a quick. I could examine you and check your pulse and your blood pressure. I look at, um, I, yeah, I, I look at Fyodorov as if, have I missed something major, ironically? Have I missed something big? No. I, I Listen, if you don't think it's necessary, it's not necessary. But uh, they offered this uh, uh, second set of eyes on the problem. And Keeper of the uh, party law, I take it that, uh, commissar of the party law, forgive me, I take it that my bowel was my bowel movement was acceptable. Uh, yeah. Give me a bowel roll. Unless you feel otherwise, I don't think I don't think there was anything untoward. I mean, if if anything, it's perhaps slightly less than usual because of the sheer fatigue of using the muscles. For you didn't eat much yesterday. Um, yeah, exactly. It's probably only the vodka and the whiskey that's helped it through. Yeah. So I, I say, be my guest. Yeah, Dukov. Fill your boots. <laughs> <laughs> so Dugov goes in there, inspects, spends two points of luck. <laughs> He's going to spend luck on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're all going to die. It must be we're worth it. We're all going to die. I like the idea that that might become a euphemism for going for a number two, spending some luck. <laughs> spending some luck. <laughs> I'm just going to go and spend a couple of points of luck. <laughs> and uh, comes out and says, as far as I can tell, if yours is the one on top, there's not too much uh, the matter with you uh, physically uh, that I can tell. Do you mind if I just quickly take your pulse and blood pressure? Well, of course, of course. He takes your pulse, takes your blood pressure. He does a few very basic checks on you. His medicine is quite basic, but competent. And he says, uh, you seem to be all right to me. Maybe you're just um, feeling uh, fatigued. Yes, listless. Yes, I, I hear you say that word, listless. Well, thank you, Dukov. No problem. Always good to check these things, of course. Of course. Why am I saying the word listless? <laughs> he scratches his head. <laughs> so we are sort of at the point where if some of us want to set off, we can. Uh, if the doctor is staying at the camp, are there any other things that the team might like the doctor to do while he remains here? Anything that you might like him to look at or check or examine? You are my senior officers. Wait, is there any part of the farm that we have not properly looked at? The other silos? Did we look in, did we look in all, th- I mean, <laughs> I know Fyodorov had a look in um, uh, silo B. But what about A and C? Did anyone look in those? One of them's completely unfinished, right? C was just the foundations, basically. A, well, it's a complete silo. And no, you didn't have you didn't have a look at it. You also didn't go back to see if you could gain any more information about B, although I think you decided maybe you'd seen enough. <laughs> it's sort of... <laughs> no, not going to be I wouldn't want to leave him with the task of investigating the silos any further on his own, certainly, or with blocking stuff. There was the guy in the truck who he had a quick look at. I'm, I might just sort of say, as I sort of did, 
you know, feel free to like keep reading through your book and everything and keep an eye on the situation, but maybe just try and dissuade too many of the men from going over to those pyres. I think we make a clear statement saying that we are concerned about contagion and, yeah. and uh. no soldiers should approach uh, cattle, bodies. cattle bodies, buildings. This will also reassure them as to why we have left, but have left the doctor in charge. Mm. That he is in charge of ensuring no further contamination. Indeed. Good. Then we are agreed. Yes. Yes. So, Major Kopolev, Senior Lieutenant Fyodorov, and uh, Captain Triapanov set off in a truck with Sergeant Kovalevsky and his squad, or those of them who aren't bedbound. And the doctor is staying here to look for his book. I think at this moment, Bayo starts to wonder about. Yeah, I think he starts to think about the Ogpu agent that Kopolev uh, showed him uh, and the lieutenant. He just wanders over towards the direction where the electrification truck is, and he and he looks over there. And I think he's, in his mind's eye, I find myself thinking back to the time that I was on the battlefield in the uniform of one army, and the smoke was clearing. And I could hear the sound of men dying. And I looked down at the corpse before me, a portly man in his late 40s, fighting for his, fighting for his beliefs, fighting for this new red army. And I look at him. He's been killed by uh, a bullet wound to the head. Part of his face is missing. Uh, but to the other half of his face looks curiously calm. And in that moment, I think perhaps I should trade places with this man. And I see that his uniform is clean, pristine, untouched somehow by the blood. It is worn and torn with the, with the business of being a soldier and the, and the mud and snow of battle. But in that moment, I realize that the smoke is all around me and there is a crater nearby from one of the shells and I drag him through to the crater and I begin to strip and I strip the corpse and the two of us in that moment are naked and I look down at this naked dead man with half a head with his brains spilt onto the mud his red army uniform and I think yes I will take your life now I will take the mask of you. <laughs> 